The History of College Football is a podcast dedicated to preserving the college football gridiron memories from years gone by. Please feel free to visit our website at historyofcollegefootball.com. Thank you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson and I will take you down our gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries. The conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today, we discuss Notre Dame's legendary cast of coaches. Notre Dame. It's a program that is emblematic of tradition. That is the very essence of college football. I mean, think about it. 11 national championships, seven Heisman winners, a plethora of iconic coaches. George Gipp, Victory March, Notre Dame Stadium, Touchdown Jesus, the original cross-country rivalry, an iconic helmet a leprechaun, and a motivational speech to end all motivational speeches. But today our discussion will focus on the plethora of iconic coaches who coached at Notre Dame over the years. And I thought it would be fun to ask a question using both lore and metrics. Who is the greatest coach in Notre Dame history? Now, most diehards would say, of course, it's Newt Rockney. He's the greatest coach of all time. 881 winning percentage. Case closed. Case closed, I tell you. It's an open and shut argument. But is the case really closed? Now, now before we start, we're still chit-chatting here. Keep in mind how deep the treasure chest of iconic coaches is at Notre Dame. Oh, let me put it this way. Dan Devine won 76.4% of his games at Notre Dame and had a national championship. And that places him sixth among winning percentages in Notre Dame history and tied for fourth in the number of national championships. In terms of winning percentages, here are the top six at Notre Dame in reverse order. There's Dan Devine at 76.4% and that one national championship. Lou Holtz at 76.5% and one national championship. Elmer Layden at 77%. But today, we will not focus on these three. Here's my point. This is how deep the coaching legacy is at Notre Dame. See, there are three coaches with a winning percentage over 80%. They are, in reverse order, Ara Parsegian, 83.6%, Frank Leahy, 84.5%, and Newt Rockney at 88.1%. And it is these three coaches who won nine of the 11 national championships at Notre Dame. Now, again, before we start, we're, we're just talking here. You can make an argument, perhaps even a reasonable argument, that these three fighting Irish coaches, who, by the way, are all in the College Football Hall of Fame, are not only the best coaches in Notre Dame history, but dare I say, three of the best of all time. So let's begin the discussion and try to see an argument for each of the three coaches as far as where they place in that question of who is the greatest Notre Dame football coach. So let us begin today's podcast. And as sacrilegious as this may sound to some, today we compare the greatest coaches in the history of Notre Dame. The coaches we will compare are Newt Rockney, who coached 13 seasons from 1918 to 1930, Frank Leahy, who coached 11 seasons from 1941 to 1943, and then there was World War II, 
So he returned 1946 to 1953 and Ara who coached 11 seasons from 1964 to 1974. Now, this is how we'll proceed. Please follow this. We'll start by looking at the best season for each coach. Now, this is an anecdotal argument at best, because in each case, the season ended with what? An undefeated, untied national championship season. But within that season, we'll also look at one game just to get a flavor of that season. Then we'll look at the most stunning loss for each coach. And finally, the most stunning tie for each coach. Once we're done, we'll briefly discuss the lore surrounding each coach. And finally, attempt to use metrics to compare the coaches that are from very different eras. So are you ready for this? Let's go. Newt Rockne's best team was in 1924. The 1924 Fighting Irish finished 10-0. and Then Newt Rockne himself considered this his best team, so who am I to argue? This was the team that had the four horsemen, coined by sports writer Grantland Rice. And they were the legendary backfield of halfback Jim Crowley, fullback Elmer Layden, halfback Don Miller, and quarterback Harry Struldreyer. The 1924 team was dominating, winning by an average score of 29 to 5. They won by scores such as 40 to nothing, 34 to nothing, 34 to 3, 38 to 3, 40 to 19. Now, their closest game was a 13 7 defeat of Army that sent Army to their only loss of the season. This was the game where, in the New York Herald Tribune on October 18th, Grantlin Rice described the Notre Dame Army game played at the Polo Grounds in New York City. Outlined against a blue-gray October sky, the four horsemen rode again. In dramatic lore, they are known as famine, pestilence, destruction, and death. But these are only aliases. Their real names are Struldria, Miller, Crowley, and Layden. In that game, Notre Dame took a 6 to nothing lead into halftime, went up 13 to nothing by the end of the third quarter, and won the game 13-7. to Frank Leahy's best team, well, we feel it's 1949 fighting Irish, 10-0. They were fourth in the nation in scoring, 36 points per game, and seventh in scoring defense, 8.6 points per game. Only SMU got within 13 points of them all season, as Notre Dame defeated SMU 27-20 on the last day of the season. And in week four, they played a number four-ranked Tulane, and Notre Dame entered number one. Tulane was number four, and the Irish won 46-7. This was a battle between two of the giants of the time. And it was by far the game of the week. A crowd of nearly 59,000 watched as the Irish were just perfect in the first quarter, jumping out 27 to nothing. They led 33 to nothing by halftime and cruised to the 46 to 7 victory. Newspaper accounts of the game described a viciousness of their blocking and tackling that made even the fans wince. Arapar Sijin. His best team, arguably, was the 1973 national championships, 11 and 0. They won by an average score of 35 to 8. They won by scores of 44 to nothing and, and 28 to nothing and 62 to 3 and 48 to 15 and 44 to nothing. And in the Sugar Bowl, they faced a number one Alabama team. So the Sugar Bowl is the game we'll focus on here. Pitted number three Notre Dame against number one Alabama and Notre Dame won 24 to 23. This was a historic game. I mean, it was the first meeting between the two giants of college football, Alabama and Notre Dame, and it lived up to the billing. The lead changed hands six times. The game featured this incredible 90-second span where there were three turnovers. That was at the beginning of the fourth quarter. And with a little over four minutes left in the game, Notre Dame's Bob Thomas kicked a 19-yard field goal to win the game for the Irish. But that's not all. 
With 2.12 left in the game, following a 69-yard punt that pinned Notre Dame back at their own one-yard line, after two plays, Alabama had Notre Dame pinned back at their own two-yard line. Now, bear in mind, with a little more than two minutes left in the game, Alabama still had two timeouts. Notre Dame was facing a third and eight from their own two-yard line. If Alabama stopped them with the two timeouts, it's more than plausible that they would have kicked a field goal to win the game. But on third and two, the quarterback faked a handoff, drew back and threw a 35-yard pass, and Notre Dame ran out the clock. Now, let's go to the most stunning loss for each of the three coaches. We'll start and when proceeding, by the way, in chronological order, with Newt Rockney. It was on November 10th, 1923. Nebraska defeated Notre Dame 14-7. Notre Dame entered the game 6-0. They were led by the four horsemen, and Nebraska entered the game 1-1-2. The game was played at Lincoln, and near the end of the first quarter, in a scoreless tie, Notre Dame lined up the punt, but the punt was muffed, and Nebraska had the ball at the 33-yard line. The Cornhuskers... Dave Big Moose Noble raced 24 yards for a touchdown and gave Nebraska a 7-0 lead. Then on the ensuing possession, Notre Dame drove downfield and faced a first and goal. But the Nebraska defense held, and Notre Dame turned the ball over on downs. In the third quarter, with Nebraska clinging to a 7-0 lead, Notre Dame fumbled at their 40-yard line. Nebraska's Johnny Chops Rhodes recovered the fumble and raced 60 yards but fumbled a mere foot from the end zone, giving the ball back to the Irish. What a game this was. And early in the fourth quarter, the Cornhuskers took control of the game on a 20-yard touchdown pass and held on to the 14-7 upset of Newton Rockney and the Fighting Irish. It needs to be mentioned that after this loss, Notre Dame would run the table, finish 9-1. and one. It would not lose another game until the fourth game of the 1925 season. Remember, this was 1923. Frank Leahy's worst loss, well... It was probably the October 7, 1950 game where they lost to Purdue 28-14. Notre Dame was 1-0, number one in the nation. They were riding a 39-game unbeaten streak. They were the defending national champs. Frank Leahy's Notre Dame team had won three of the four previous national championships, and his record at Notre Dame at the time was 61-3-5. Purdue entered the game 0-1 and a 20-point underdog. No one could have expected what unfolded in the first half playing in a mist and a rain at South Bend, where the Irish had not lost in eight years, Purdue jumped out to a 21-0 lead and went on to win 28-14. Now, as for Aviposegian's worst loss, that was certainly November 30th, 1974. USC defeated Notre Dame 55-24. It is still stunning and unbelievable to this day. The game pitted John McKay and Aviposegian in Aviposegian's last regular season game. Number five, Notre Dame entered the game 8-1-1, one and, one, and they were facing number six, USC 8-0-1. Oh and, and Notre Dame led 24 to nothing in the second quarter. Well, Pat Hayden hits Anthony Davis, the same Anthony Davis, by the way, who torched Notre Dame for six touchdowns two years back. And now the lead was 24-7 going into halftime. Then in the second half, the floodgates opened. The dam gave way. I mean, pick your parable. To open the second half kickoff, USC was set to receive, and Davis returns at 102 yards for a touchdown, and it led a delusion scoring, where USC, in 16 minutes and 44 seconds of game time, scores 55 points against the Irish. An unbelievable comeback. And I'll say that again. In 16 minutes and 44 seconds, USC scored 55 points. And not only that, Notre Dame had given up eight touchdowns all season. 
But that day, Aaron Parsegian's team gave up eight touchdowns. Now let's move on to the most stunning tie. Well, for Newt Rockney, this occurred in 1927 against Bronco Nagurski in Minnesota. Fumbles led to touchdowns for each team, and the score ended in a 7-7 tie. Now, from the kickoff to the last play, there's really no let-up. This was a thrill-packed game. It was the most historic game in Cartier Field's history. Notre Dame scored in the first quarter when the Minnesota safety fumbled the punt. and It was recovered by Captain Clipper Smith. And on the next play, Notre Dame ran an 18-yard run for a touchdown and added the extra point and led 7-0. Now, the two teams played even all game long. And late in the fourth quarter, it was now Notre Dame's turn to fumble. They fumbled the ball late in the game near their own goal line. Bronco Nagurski recovers the fumble. And Minnesota, on three plays, couldn't move the ball for any gain. On fourth down, at the end of the game, a 22-yard touchdown pass tied the game for Minnesota 7-7. to As far as Frank Leahy's most famous tie, that occurred on November 9, 1946. Army and Notre Dame played to a scoreless tie. This was a historic game. Number one, Army entered the game 7-0, and number two, Notre Dame entered the game 5-0. It was in front of 74,000 fans in Yankee Stadium. It matched coaching legends, Red Blake and Frank Leahy. Both teams came in undefeated, untied. And while Notre Dame outgained Army by 40 yards, Army, in turn, moved inside Notre Dame 36 times. Both teams ended up undefeated with one tie, and the AP voted Notre Dame national champions. As far as Arab procedures, most famous tie, well, November 19, 1966, Notre Dame 10, Michigan State 10. Number two, Michigan State entered the game 9-0. Parsegian, Notre Dame team, 8-0. They were number one in the country. Now, this one is just difficult to comprehend. It was hailed as the game of the century. Number one, Notre Dame. Number two, Michigan State. Michigan State jumped out to attend the nothing first half lead, but the Irish tied the game early in the fourth quarter. And that's when the controversy followed. It wasn't what happened, but it was what didn't happen. It was so controversial. With a minute and a half left in the game, Notre Dame had the ball on its 30-yard line, first down. And Coach Parsegian chose to run out the clock to preserve the tie. He said after the game that the team tried so hard to tie the game, he didn't want to risk giving it to them cheap. That was the quote. The result, a national championship for Araposegian. Now we move to lore. A completely anecdotal argument here. But we'll start with Newt Rockney. Well, how about scouting George Gipp? Or a motivational speech to end all motivational speeches? Or initiating that cross-country rivalry with USC? And finally, it was the success of the Newt Rockney teams that led to the addition of the original Notre Dame Stadium, Frank Leahy's lore. Well, they were the last team to defeat Oklahoma back on September 26, 1953, before Oklahoma went on to win an NCAA 1A record 47 games that spanned from 1953 to 1957. Now, Frank Leahy's lore also is unusual. He won six national championships two as a player under Rockney, and four as a coach at Notre Dame. And finally, Araposegian's lore. Well, there were two. There was the 51 to nothing defeat of USC on November 26, 1966. It wasn't just the score, winning 51 to nothing, or the opponent, the bitter rival, USC. It wasn't just that they were playing on the road, but that Notre Dame's backup quarterback threw for three touchdown passes. It was when it occurred. 
sandwiched between the years of 1965 when Mike Garrett won the Heisman in 1967 when OJ was the Heisman running up. Now, Arapasijian was also the first to integrate the University of Notre Dame, both the coaching staff and the first to start an African-American quarterback at Notre Dame. Now we move on to the metrics. Now, before we proceed any further, remember, tragically, Newt Rockney passed away in a plane crash following the 1930 season at the age of 43. Now, with that said, let us remind ourselves that he did coach the longest tenure at Notre Dame. See, Newt Rockney coached 13 seasons from 1918 to 1930. Frank Leahy, 11 seasons from 1941 to 1943, 1946 to 1953, and Arapar Sijin, 11 seasons as well from 1964 to 1974. So let's move on to the metrics. Let's start with winning percentages and go from highest to lowest. Newt Lockney at 83.6%. Now, we know Notre Dame won 11 national championships, and these three coaches won nine of them. So, moving on to the next metric, let's look at the national championship count. Frank Leahy had the most, four. They were from 1943, 1946, 1947, and 1949. But if you want, you can add on two more as a player with Newt Rockney, but we won't do that. Newt Rockney won three national championships, 1924, 1929, and 1930, and it was following the 1930 season that he tragically passed away. Arapar Sijin, he won two in 1966 and 1973. On to the next metric, undefeated seasons. For undefeated seasons, Frank Leahy is first with six. Newt Rockney is second with five undefeated seasons, and Arapar Sijin is third with two undefeated seasons. The next metric, Consecutive games without a loss. Frank Leahy is first. He won 39 games without a loss from 1946 to 1950. Newt Rockney, he had the next two highest streaks of consecutive games without a loss. There was 22 consecutive games without a loss from 1918 to 1921, and then 19 games without a loss from 1929 to 1930. Arapar Sijin had a string of 14 games without a loss, from 1965 to 1967. Now, let's look at each coach's worst season. And what I mean by this is the most losses they endured in a season. Arapar Sijin's worst season was a three-loss team. The record was eight and three. Newt Rockney's worst season was a four-loss team, and he comes in second because the record was five and four. Frank Leahy comes in third because while he lost four games that season, that record was four wins, four losses, one tie. So let's see if we can sum up the metrics here. Newt Rockney coached from 1918 to 1930, 13 seasons, 105 wins, 12 losses, five ties, winning 88.1% of his games, three national championships, five undefeated seasons, consecutive games without a loss, 22, and then 19. And he did have one season where he lost four games. Now let's move on to Frank Leahy. Frank Leahy coached from 1941 to 1943, and then from 1946 to 1953, posting an 87, 11, and 9 record, winning 85.5% of his games. As a coach, he had four national championships, two more as a player, but as a coach, four national championships. He posted six undefeated seasons, and he posted a string of 39 games in a row without a loss. The most losses he endured in a season was four. 
Eric Wasijan, coach from 1964 to 1974. His record was 95, 17, and 4, and he won 83.6% of his games. He had two national championships. He had two undefeated seasons and had a string of 14 consecutive games without a loss. The most losses he endured in a season was three. Well, to sum it up, Coach Wachney had the best winning percentage. We know this. Coach Frank Leahy had the most national championships, most undefeated seasons, and most consecutive games without a loss. Eric Arsijan, well, he had the best season as far as what was the worst season for each coach. So who would you give the nod to? Again, diehards would say Newt Rockney. I'll leave it up to you to decide. Thank you for listening to the History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode.